Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. All right, grab yourselves a seat. Grab your notebooks, your Bibles. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit uh, sad this morning. I really wanted to celebrate. really wanted to celebrate um, with a whole lot of our um, South African friends that they managed to win a game of rugby. Um, but they can't say I didn't want to celebrate. Uh, they must be busy celebrating somewhere else right now. So uh, you guys get to get all the praise over there. Good to see the South African t-shirts out. And uh, now Sean Hicks doesn't have to wear an All Blacks jersey on stage tonight. Anyway, it's always good. And, and I just apologize right now if you were going to watch the game. If you're a true fan, you would have stayed up like me until 1 a.m. And so if this message goes a little bit haywire this morning, it's the South Africans' fault. All right. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, I said it. So it's too late now. Apologies. Uh, welcome to church this morning. It's great to have you here, especially if you are visiting. Our heart, as always, is that you will know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He'll get larger in your heart. Uh, you'll know his grace and his love. And so we, we honor and bless you this morning for being with us. And if you're part of the life of the church, it's good to start seeing more and more and more of you. And hopefully uh, we'll get to see more and more and more of the rest of the church together as well. And so keep praying into that. And um, keep praying into uh, just obviously how our nation's going. Amen. Um, believing for uh, getting back to normal as fast as we can. Who, who else is getting back? To, who's believing for that? I'm believing for that. Hey, um, real good. Lots of, lots of things happening. Last week I just talked about, uh, I'm just, I've created this little series called I Believe. And who knows, who likes what they believe in? I hope you like what you believe in. Uh, but th- th- just this morning, I'm going to continue on with it. But, you know, I, I, I just want to, um, you know, just recap is, uh, around about what, what do we believe gets stored in our heart? So the, above all else, guard our heart for out of it flow the issues of life. You know, sometimes there's a whole lot of fake news happening these days. There's a whole lot of scams. There's a whole lot of things that are trying to infiltrate our mind and our belief system that then will then choose us to step into that way. Um, anyone been caught up in a scam before? We feel sorry for you. Uh, one of my sisters-in-laws got fully caught up in a scam, rung up, oh, hey, um, something or other, you just need to give us remote access into your computer. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, let's just say she's, they will never, she will never do that again. Uh, why? Because uh, she's a loving person. She's obviously... Uh, trust people, um, like, like our first basis should be we trust. Um, but we've also got to guard our heart because out of it flow the issues of life. The issues, did I say issues? All right, I'm getting heckled by the front row. Sorry, everyone else, all right. Um, but what we believe in heart is really, really important and is what we let in as well. As I was saying, so, you know, this morning, and I, and I just shared last week about Christ being the cornerstone of our life. There has to be something that we reference back to. 
there has to be something of the cornerstone, and I'm a builder by trade. And a cornerstone was the largest stone in a building. It's the first stone that was set out, and it set down, so then you measure everything off it. And so as Christ is our cornerstone, we reference everything back to Christ. Who knows, that is a good thing this morning that we should reference everything back to Christ, the words of Christ, the the love of Christ, the actions of Christ. Um, Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just stopped me from saying something. See, some actions over the weekend were probably not the actions of Christ. Read between the lines. I was almost wanted to write on Facebook, I'm sorry that I'm a pastor and a Christian. When other people act like this way. Anyway, sorry about that. I just had to get that out cryptically. If you figured it out, I apologize. But Jesus never did that. He was revolutionary, but he never called. He never caused. A re- anyway, <clears throat> we don't use the stage for political banter. But there's got to be something that we believe in. And we stand on and we've got to always go back to Christ and his actions, his words and his love. And and we reference ourselves back to the cornerstone, not our feelings. Because I don't know about you, but I can be up and down like a yo-yo, like yourself. I mean, maybe your yo-yo might only go that much, but some people's yo-yos of emotions are through the roof and through the ground. Uh, We've got to be careful, learn how to reference things back. And so this morning... And um, and talked about last week, the first thing to be able to help us reference back to Christ, the cornerstone, is to be thankful. And I love the fact that we sing songs about thankfulness uh, and and, and being thankful and deliberately being thankful. You know, sometimes we take things for granted. You know, who, who cleans up the dishes at home? Yeah, when was the last time someone thanked you for doing that? I just caused a major issue. Just now, thank you. Thank the Lord for that person. Sometimes we we do end up getting into a place where we take things for granted and our thankfulness slows down. And, and, And I believe we've got to learn how to strengthen our thankfulness. This morning, I want to talk about the same sort of thing, but... It's just establishing a strength, establishing stability. It's not being thrown from here to there, but referencing back to this is who I am. This is my faith. I can be strong in it and loving in it as well. So before we get into that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your truth and your grace and your mercy. And we thank you for your love. That you sent your son Jesus to take our sin on the cross, and we're thankful for that. And we establish him as our cornerstone, Jesus as our cornerstone. But we're thankful that you've sent your Holy Spirit to empower us and to anoint us, to live and do the things you've called us to do and to outwork the things that you've called us to do. And Lord, we're thankful in that. But Lord, this morning I pray that through these words and through your Holy Spirit, we'd be thankful, but Lord, we'd have strength and stability through everything that you are to us. I pray in Jesus' name over these next few minutes, Lord, Holy Spirit, come and move and in our lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you've got your Bibles, which I hope you do, I don't care if they glow or they turn pages, I just pray that you have a Bible. Um, John chapter 10. And we are going to read 
in this passage of Scripture, John chapter 10, verse 10, and some of you may know this really, really well. But we're going to read a whole lot of the, a lot of the chapter. Uh, John chapter 10, verses 1 through to 15 in the New Living Translation. It says this, I tell you the truth. What a great way to start off some scripture. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters, enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Anyone got pet lambs right now? Have you called them by name? After he has, get, has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they, uh, they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, going back to the beginning. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so... The wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. We often read that passage, John chapter 10, 10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and life in its fullness. But we've got to sometimes not just pull it out into, and that's a great scripture, and, and we should be declaring it. We should write it on our toothbrush, so every night we read it, every morning we read it. Got, the, got a thumbs up from all the dentists in the room. Morning and night, brushing your teeth. I don't know, but we've got to remind ourselves of what, what the purpose of Christ is. Not, not the purpose of the devil, but the purpose of Christ is to give us a life that is full and rich and satisfying. See, this morning I want to talk about this passage. I want to open up a little bit because it will bring stability into our life. It will bring stability into your life. If, if you're wondering how to live life and, 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 and work through issues and challenges with a peace in your spirit, I pray this morning this will help you bring stability. And, and if you're anyone a Sesame Street fan here this morning, does any, uh, put your hand up if you don't know what Sesame Street is. All right, cool. So everyone's a Sesame Street fan. Okay. So this morning, the, this message is sponsored by the letter S. All right, the little letter S. I don't know what number, and I don't know what word anyway. But um, um, 
John 10, 10. All right, thank you, Jason. That's a special number this morning, 10. But the, the letter this morning is S, and there's a few, actually quite a few S words in this passage that if you focus on them, they actually, and, and you think about it, will bring you a whole lot of good meaning and, and help you uh, expand the passage of Scripture to bring it alive a little bit more in your life. Because I think, I don't know about you, but that's how we should read passages of Scripture, to bring it alive and, and apply it into our life. So, um, verse, uh, I think it's around about verse 9. It says, Those who come in through me will be saved. So he's talking about those who come into the sheepfold through me, through Christ, will be saved. Amen to that. That is a good S word this morning. Salvation. Your, your, your S word is salvation. Those who come through, uh, in, through me will be saved. I don't know about you, but that is an exciting thing this morning that we can establish ourselves and, and our belief on is that we are saved through Christ Jesus this morning. Who's excited that they are saved through Christ Jesus this morning? Come on, don't just be a South Island conservative little, yes, I am saved this morning. Be a South African that won through a penalty last night. All right? Like sometimes Jesus gets, oh, yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers. But no, like if you want to help stir yourself up, you know, and go, no, this is who I am. I'm saved. Salvation comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. And this is the illustration. I am the gate and those who come in through me will be saved. Will be saved. We're talking about Jesus and salvation, redemption through, through the cross. You'll be saved in our relationship with, with the Lord God Almighty. You're saved. In Romans chapter somewhere 10, I think it is. We'll just use 10. Romans chapter 10. What? Don't copy it. No, that was Olivia's scripture this morning, people. No, the Bible says, I think it's in Romans chapter somewhere. That is, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. You will be saved. You want to establish faith in your life. You want to establish a, 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 a strength in your life. You want to establish a stability in your life. Establish your salvation. Are you saved? Yes, you are. If you've declared Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've believed that he died on the cross and rose again from the grave and you've declared it with your mouth, if you believed in your heart, then you will be saved. That's something that, you know what, God, I'm going through all this stuff. Another S word, all this stuff. But then life's throwing it at me. But guess what? I'm saved. See, we've got to believe and we have our stability through our salvation. Let's move on. Next word I want to bring up, and it's an S word, and it's not a great word, but it is an S word, and it's, the, it's Satan. Because he has a purpose as well, right? Jesus had a purpose to come and give us a life that is satisfying and, and good and all that. But, but Satan's purpose was to steal, kill, and destroy. Another S word, and they're steal. Devil wants to destroy you. He wants to steal away from you. Has anyone ever had something stolen? 
Most people probably have had something stolen. I remember one time when we were living in London and I came home and I saw a couple of young guys carrying my computer out our back door. So that was an exciting time. He was trying to steal my computer. And uh, I had to go through another door. I had to unlock my door, go through another door, and then chase them because they jumped on their bikes and, and run down. But you know when something's stolen from you? I, I pray that, you, that there's something that gets a little bit wound up in you and you get that supernatural energy. I chased them down. I pushed him off his bike. The computer went scattering along the ground. Um, and we had some discussion. It was. It was, it was a heated discussion. There wasn't nothing physical. But we had some discussion. And, uh, you know, and, and so my point is, though, is that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But here's the thing. Do you want to live in a place where something's been stolen? Or do you want to go, you know what? Now, Jesus says that he's come to give me life and life satisfying. Now, I'm not saying chase after people who have stolen stuff from your house. Wisdom says call the cops. All right? But just something wound up inside of me. I was like, heck no. I think spiritually... I think, I think living in our, in our world, in our life where the devil steals stuff, I'm like, heck no. I, you can get on your bike, and I, but I'm going to chase you down. Like sometimes in life, we've got to get to a point where you're going, you know what? I'm not putting up with the devil who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. I, I'm, I'm chasing after you. You know what? I think the funny thing was is that the Lord um, made the, the uh, power cable tangle up in this guy's bike. And so he's like, <laughs> stuck, and it actually probably helped me catch up to him. <laughs> but God knows what's going on. Jesus knows what's going on. But sometimes stuff gets stolen. It hurts. And sometimes it's disappointment in life. Sometimes you can be like believing and believing and believing, and then, man, what the heck? Where that's because, this, that's because Satan's after you. Yeah. I don't over-spiritualize everything. I was in a car crash last year. Oh, I was under spiritual attack. No, someone just ran a red light. You know? But there is things that are spiritual attacks. There is things that do come against you. There are things that's learning how to have the wisdom and discernment to learn how to work through those things because when you have the wisdom and discernment, then you, you go back to your promises. Yeah. You go back to your prophetic words. You go back to the word of God and go, you know what, I'm not putting up with this. Yeah. And then sometimes negative things turn into good. And in fact, the car crash a couple of years back turned out awesome because our car was stuffed, but it was insured for like $18,000. I don't reckon I would have got 800 bucks for it. I have this car crash, and the insurance paid out $18,000. Went and bought another one, which was clean and tidy and nice. It's like, so we've got to be strong in our salvation. We can't be naive, but we've also got to be purposeful that, and, and be aware that the devil, Satan, is against us. 
but we've got to be strong. The next is word that I want to leave you with this morning is satisfying life. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I don't want to focus too much on the negative side of the thing. I want to focus on the satisfying life. What is satisfying to you? Is satisfying lying back on a beach, sunbathing, having some pineapple juice or a coconut or something like that? Is that satisfying? Is that the level of satisfaction of life that you're going for? Is, or is the satisfaction of life believing that your life is going to account for something? And that you leave this world a better place and that you've, you've, you've stepped into all that Jesus made a way for. Have you stepped into the courage and the strength? See, Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly or, or, or life satisfying here. I pray your satisfaction is, is a high level. You know, we think contentment these days and so, people, so many people accept just such a low level bar. Such a low bar, but like, no, Jesus came to give us life and life in its fullness, a life satisfying. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get challenged when I close my eyes and I look up and I picture Jesus on the cross. Because as I look up and I picture Jesus on the cross, that lifts my satisfaction level. I'm not going to be satisfied until I see all that Jesus died on the cross for. Like across Dunedin, I'm not satisfied. No way am I satisfied. I'm not satisfied in my personal life. I'm not satisfied in my family life. I'm not satisfied in my church life. I'm grateful. I'm loving. And, and, and satisfaction and all that sort of stuff is not meaning I'm, 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 I'm negative in it. It just means I'm shooting for a higher level. Like I love who God's calling me to be. I love our family, and I love our church, and I love Dunedin. But am I satisfied? No, it's got to get better. It's got to, Jesus died to bring us a life, a satisfying life, and that satisfying life comes from a place of strength. It comes from a place of strength. You know, we, we're, we're stable in ourselves. We know that God is for us and not against us. We know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We know that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. We know the promises that he has for us. They are for good and not a disaster. It brings a strength into your world. See, we can... The other day I was uh, out walking around Seconds Beach. I love walking around Seconds Beach and... Just rugged rocks and beautiful. And uh, this period of, of when I was walking, was, it was low tide, and so it was, it was quite cool. All the waves were, were a bit low. And, but you could see the amazing seaweed. I don't know if you've seen this. But there's a whole lot of kelp and these big, big, big kelp bushes. I don't know what you call them. And um, they just float in. When the waves come in and then they suck back out, when the waves go out and the high tide and all that. But at low tide, you actually get to see all of it because they're just sitting dangled on the rock. But then you see that there's how, how it comes right back to the base and the root and how it's just stuck, how it attaches itself onto the rock for when the high tide comes in and it has to flow in the water. It's just amazing. How the, and, and you see this strength. 
You see, because when you go around there and you see all these waves crashing in and stuff happening in life, this, this is, is just built for this. You've got to know that you've got strength because you're built for stuff. You're built to go through the, the burdens that you carry. You're built to go through stuff. You're built to hold on tight. You don't have to be moved from one place to another. Let's have a satisfying life. Next, the next one this morning I want to share on. And, oh, let's just go back to the scripture because this is a cool scripture. In Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, it says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Wouldn't you love to live a life bearing fruit in every season? That's what Jesus is promising here. We'll go through stuff. We'll go through challenges, but we can bear fruit in every season. I don't know about you, but have you ever seen a tree that's thirsty? Leaves are all curled up and... There's nothing like actually watering it and then coming back an hour later and all the leaves are like shiny and waxy. Maybe it just excites me. I'm not sure. But it's just the amazing, it's just the transformation of something that was thirsty and then drinks and comes out. This is, this is what the scripture is saying here. They will be like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in every season. Their leaves will never wither and they will prosper in all they do. Come, maybe, maybe you're feeling like some of your leaf right now is curled up. Maybe some of life is a little bit dehydrated. Maybe some of areas that you just feel like stuff's been going on. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we can go to Jesus and drink this morning. We can go to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, fill me up fresh again this morning. Next thing I want to just talk about real quickly this morning as it goes through, and it just talks about the shepherd. Shepherd is obviously Jesus. But the shepherd sacrifices. In fact, music team, why don't you guys jump up? I was promising to try and keep messages shorter. But don't let the worship team fool you. But here is the shepherd's purpose. It says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own sheep, and they know me. The shepherd came to sacrifice his life. We talked there in that passage, it talked about hired hands. Someone who's just doing the job because they're getting paid for it. Have you ever come across those that, that, that before? I don't know if you own a business or... You worked, there, worked somewhere when you're real passionate about the place and you love working there, but then, you know, there's that person who just turns up because they're just getting paid to do it. You know, I mean, maybe you're that person. I don't know. And sometimes I've been through it. Oh, I'm just going to turn up because I get paid to do it. Generally in my building years, not so much. There's always that attitude challenge though, isn't there? We just turn up because we're getting paid for it. Oh, cool, get the job done. You're like, 
You know that attitude. Maybe we've had it ourselves or we've come across it ourselves. But that's just the hired hand attitude. Just doing the absolute bare minimum to get the most benefit out of it. Jesus did the opposite. Jesus gave the absolute most to get us out of it. He's the shepherd. You know, this morning, if you're wanting to strengthen who you are as a person, just run to the shepherd. Run to the shepherd. We've been in Israel. We've been to, I'm sure, a slightly commercialized area where they had a shepherd and they had sheep. No gates, no nothing. And the shepherd walked over there. Sheep come along. We've had pets on my dad's farm. Pet sheep, pet lambs. And you'd go out and come along. Why? Because there's no fear. It's not like you just jumped over the fence and running around a paddock and sheep are scattering everywhere. There's this this moment where the shepherd sacrifices. See, I don't know about you, but sometimes when we go through challenges, sometimes we go through life, we've got to understand that we are saved in our salvation. But it came because someone sacrificed. And I don't know about you, but I never, ever want to get into a place where I nullify the cross. Never ever want to get into a place where I just think, oh, well, he did that, and that's good enough and cool. But something that holds me firm is that I know that Jesus died on the cross. No greater love than to lay one's life down for someone else. We see that post, that scripture posted out of the book of John, generally around Anzac Day. Or Memorial Day is when we remember veterans, men and women have gone to war, laid down their lives. But it's because there's a shepherd that sacrificed, not a hired hand attitude. Jesus wasn't a teenager playing Fortnite up in heaven. And God says, hey, need the dishwasher emptied. Could you go and do it? Nah. I don't know if that has ever happened in your scenarios at home. Not never at ours. Father's love. And Jesus was so together, the Son. Jesus would even, it was, it was recorded in John where Jesus says, I only do what I hear the Father tell me to do. I only say what I hear the Father tell me to say. There's such a connection. That he was like the person in Isaiah where it says, here I am, send me, I'll go. And he gave up his life for us, the shepherd sacrificed. Sometimes when we get a new perspective, it allows us to understand. See in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 through 19, in the passage translation, it says this, By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we can 
fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is. So are we in this world? Love never brings fear. For fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks consistently afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. And our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. When I read this passage of Scripture, I was like, man, so many people walk in fear. So many people walk out of, out of fear because of lack of faith, lack of trust, uncertainty. Now, these are all understandable things. But when I read this, it says, whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Come this morning, perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Oh, but I'm a sinner. Yeah, He loves you. Oh, but I, 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 I had this bad attitude. No, He loves you. He loves you. You come on if you if there's fear, if there's anxiety, if there's insecurity, no, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. I've got a friend called Pastor Jordan Smith, some of you may know him. And he's 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 a he's an awesome friend. And one day I was talking to him and and he just said said this and can't remember the full context, but he just goes, Well, I genuinely don't give a rip what anyone thinks of me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I'm starting to understand it. Because how often do we actually get, are we actually more concerned about what people are thinking about us and insecure about stuff and rather really not giving a rip? That doesn't mean we can be arrogant and ignorant and, and treat people poorly. But when we know the love of Christ and we know who we are in Him, it doesn't matter what people think. Now, I like being encouraged and spurred on by every person. You know this. And we should do the same. But perfect love casts out all fear. So this morning, let the shepherd that sacrifices life then love you. The last word is probably about 20 years ago it would have been New Zealand's favourite word sheep well all the Australians thought it was our favourite word it says I'm the good shepherd and I know my own sheep and they know me this morning just be a sheep Just be a sheep and just let him be the shepherd. Just be a sheep. Sometimes you might want to be a lamb, bounce around, tail wiggling. But just be a sheep. Listen to his voice, listen to what he's saying. 
Because if we, when we're a sheep and it says that I'm the shepherd and they know me and I know them and they hear my voice, sometimes as a sheep, the best thing you do is listen. The best thing to do is follow. That brings stability. Rather than following this other thing or following the other thing or, or being swayed by this or swayed by that, no, just be a sheep. Just listen to what the Lord is saying. Because when you start hearing the Lord, you can start singing songs with a, little, with, with a gusto or Shane Willard word, or just, just with, with the expectation and the passion, you know, this morning. I was writing down, you know. He meets us here. Lord, I am listening. I was like, ah, oh, man, that's a great song. I'm going to finish on that. Finish on that this morning. Finish on that. Here I am. Meet me here. Lord, I'm listening. Lord, I'm listening. And then they moved into another song. Singing the song, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. Never lets us fail. Because when you're a sheep, you can be confident. When you got that stability in your heart, when you got, when you know who, when you're saved, you, when you know who that you're, you, 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 you're saved, you know that you, God's come to give you a satisfying life. That that Jesus died on the cross for us, and He's our shepherd. And when we humble ourselves just to be a sheep, we can listen, and we can find our confidence, and we can find our security. I wonder this morning if we could finish with your promise still stands. And if there's any areas of your life that you feel like are just not stable, you feel like there's been challenges, you feel like that you're just wavering a little bit, come on, through your salvation, through the shepherd this morning, we can declare His promise still stands. Great is His faithfulness. So why don't we stand to our feet and I'm just going to pray before we lead into this song and Thanks, Paul. As we sing it, are there areas that you just need to bring and breathe confidence back into your world? Bring a grace. Just listen to the shepherd, listen to Jesus this morning. Listen to his heart for you. Come on, let's sing. Thank you, Jesus. This is my confidence. Come on, he never fails. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've 
vision will overflow. His grace does follow me all the days of my life. Listen to his promise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You are saved because of what Jesus did on the cross. Build your confidence right now. Just build your confidence. Hear him again. All those that are heavy laden and burdened, come to me and I'll give you rest. Stability in Jesus this morning. Stability in your salvation. Stability in the cross of Christ. Stability in the shepherd. He knows your voice. Father, right across this room this morning, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that is stirring and establishing even more in our lives. Lord, we choose right now to stand in who you are, Jesus. And we love you. Just confidence. I really believe confidence has been stirred in people's hearts. A little bit like that picture of that seaweed that's clinging to that rock. So when the tide comes in and it flows in and out with the crashing wave, it's actually built to do that. We're equipped for the things of life. Come, there's a strength, there's a confidence, there's stirring in the spirit right now. Your promise still stands. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.